Progressive scolds suck up to communist China. Conservatives are accustomed to the sanctimonious scoldings of hypocritical progressives who self-identify as the moral tutors of America, tutors who will forcibly guide Americans through the wide gate and onto the broad road that leads to self-righteousness. But those who have eyes to see will notice that the chinks in the armor of progressives that conceal atrophied consciences and darkened hearts are growing. Ironically, it's the evil empire of communist China that is taking a pickaxe to those chinks. The world is in the midst of a devastating health and economic crisis. As of this writing, there have been 3,687,676 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and 255,138 deaths worldwide. The American economy is in tatters with over 30 million people out of work. Countless Americans suffer with pain due to canceled elective surgeries, and others are foregoing critical treatments and testing. All of this human suffering lays at the feet of the country America's progressives slavishly serve. Last week, Andrew Claven interviewed Stephen Mosher, China expert and author of Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is a Threat to the World Order, who said all Wuhan virus roads lead to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And I quote him, This coronavirus was being researched in the E4 laboratory, the high containment lab in Wuhan, and it leaked from that lab. I think the trail of breadcrumbs leads us exactly to that conclusion. I wrote about that at the same time that my friend Senator Cotton brought up the subject. Bioweapons research in China is real. Recombinant technology being used to create new coronaviruses that are more deadly than anything you find in nature are real. The head of the Institute of Virology's research program in coronaviruses, a Dr. Shi Zhengli, said recently, We checked our records and we made sure that none of the viruses that we had collected from bats in caves matched the new coronavirus. The CCP virus, which is what I call it, well, that's fine. They don't occur in nature. It might have been one that she manufactured in the lab, however. She needs to show us those lab records. End quote. No one yet knows whether the virus escaped from a fish market or a fishy lab in Wuhan, but each week more confirmation of China's role in spreading COVID-19, concealing their knowledge of the virus and scarfing up valuable personal protective equipment from around the world emerges. And what angers our left-wing press? The alleged xenophobia and racism of President Trump calling the Wuhan virus the Wuhan virus is what riles leftists up. The country that unleashed hell on the world is the same country that has oppressed, imprisoned, disappeared, tortured, and killed not only ethnic minorities like the Uyghurs and Kazakhs, but also its own people, including women and children. Mosher discussed China's incomprehensibly evil one-child policy that was in effect from 1980 to 2014, and I quote him, I was in China in 1979 and 1980. I was the first American social scientist allowed to do research in China. I saw women arrested for the crime of being pregnant. They were taken, locked up for weeks, sometimes months at a time, and ultimately they were forced to undergo abortions and sterilizations. 
They were sterilized after the late-term abortions to make sure they wouldn't bother the party again with an unplanned pregnancy. These women were in many cases seven, eight, nine months along. The abortions were done with lethal injections into the womb, killing the unborn child. The child was then delivered by cesarean section, end quote. While that policy has been eliminated and Chinese families are now permitted by the government to have two children, Communist China is not done forcibly exterminating innocent humans, including via involuntary organ donations, which Mosher discussed, and I quote him, There have been credible reports of forced organ donation in China for the last 25 years. I believe that they're still happening today. China does more organ transplants than any country in the world. They claim that everything is voluntary, but then they claim that the young mothers who were nine months pregnant, weeping and crying as they were dragged off to the medical center for forced abortion, they claim those were voluntary abortions too, and they weren't. The sad thing about modern technology is that we've given a technology called ECMO to China, which is extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. It's how we keep people alive in some extreme cases of the coronavirus by protecting their lungs, allowing their lungs to recover while we oxygenate their blood outside their body. Basically, they're using ECMO in China to shut off blood to the brain, killing the patient, killing the victim, I should say, while keeping the organs alive so they can all be harvested. Used to be, you could only get a liver or a lung, and then the rest of the organs would not be usable because too much time will have passed without blood flow. But using ECMO, you can harvest all the organs. And so instead of just being worth $150,000 dead, now a poor Uyghur or Kazakh or Tibetan or a political dissident is worth about three quarters of a million dollars dead. All of their organs can be harvested and sold. This is going on in China right now. While our morally superior Hollywood actors and directors threaten boycotts of states like Georgia that seek to ban the slaughter of living humans in the womb, those guardians of morality censor their movies to appease the Chinese communist government that forcibly killed full-term babies, sterilized their mothers, and today engages in forced organ donations. Running a close second to America, China is the biggest market for American movies, which explains why Hollywood sucks up to China. In a Heritage Foundation podcast titled How China is Taking Control of Hollywood, Mike Gonzalez, senior fellow in the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation, describes the brown-nosing of Hollywood sycophants to the Chinese communist government. And I quote him, A Hollywood studio will have a script They will send it to the Chinese censor and say, this is a movie we might like to see play in China at some point. The Chinese censor will go through it and then say that there is a Tibetan character. Dr. Strange had a Tibetan character and the studio that was making Dr. Strange changed it to a Celtic character in order not to acknowledge that such a thing as a Tibetan exists, that there is such an identity in a group of people called Tibetans. So if you're a Hollywood studio and you know that Tibet is verboten, you're not going to include anything about Tibet. Richard Gere, who was Hollywood's biggest draw until he disappeared from sight. Why did Richard Gere disappear from sight? Because he was palling around with the Dalai Lama, the religious leader of Tibetans. He was promoting the cause of the Dalai Lama and of Tibetan independence and of the Buddhist religion. 
So any movie that Richard Gere makes is not going to be shown in China, denying hundreds of millions of dollars to Hollywood studios. So guess who's not in a major Hollywood blockbuster and hasn't been in the last 20 years? Richard Gere. End quote. It's not just Hollywood that kowtows to the communists for a pile of their filthy lucre. The NBA won't let a little thing like organ snatching and human slaughter get in the way of raking in a few million more bucks on top of the millions they make in America. Remember when NBA owners, coaches, and players tripped all over each other trying to lick the jackboots of the communist regime after Houston Rockets manager Daryl Morey tweeted, quote, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, end quote. And progressives have the audacity to say the GOP is composed of heartless money grubbers. With progressives in control of virtually all of our cultural institutions and seeking daily to compel conformity to their norms and values through indoctrination masquerading as education, policies, laws, and court decisions, they are achieving what the Chinese Communist Party has achieved through brutal repression. And I quote Mosher, The Chinese Communist Party certainly has its own norms and values, and those in China who violate those norms and values wind up being punished. They can lose their job, they can be arrested, they can be disappeared. China has a network of what are called black jails, that is, jails, the public existence of which is not admitted, where people can be disappeared for weeks, months, or years at a time, but no accountability. Their family has no idea where they are, They could be tortured, forced to write confessions, and once they're suitably, the word in China today is harmonized, once they're suitably harmonized to be compatible with the current party line, they're then trotted out as broken men and broken women to give their rehearsed confession to all the crimes that the Chinese Communist Party has asked them to commit. I mean, it's 1984, brave new world come alive in real time, and we're watching it now unfold. We don't want to be harmonized in the United States, end quote. In addition to our government schools and most colleges and universities, America has another jail of ideological harmonization. Corporate America, with their mandatory harmonization programs, also called diversity training. There's no better example than Google. When James Damore was employed at Google as an engineer, he disseminated a well-reasoned and measured internal memo in which he dared to suggest that the Google workplace was an ideological echo chamber lacking in intellectual diversity. He was promptly fired by the Google overlords for being insufficiently harmonized. It's not surprising, then, that Google would throw its lot in with a repressive regime, hashtag kindred spirits. In September 2018, The Intercept published an explosive expose of Google's now-defunct secret project to, quote, launch a censored search engine in China, end quote. The censored search engine would require users to log in to perform searches, track their location, and share the resulting history with a Chinese partner who would have unilateral access to the data. It was designed to remove content that China's authoritarian Communist Party regime views as sensitive, such as information about democracy, human rights, and peaceful protest. Mosher warns about Communist China's subversive work to use Western media to advance its propaganda, and I quote, 
There are a lot of connections between once great media companies in the United States and China because Chinese billionaires have been buying up magazines and other news organizations in the United States for a long time, precisely to wield influence and precisely for moments like this, so they can be used as propaganda tools, not capitalist tools, but socialist communist tools to advance the Chinese Communist Party's narrative. End quote. A 2018 article in The Guardian fleshes out those propagandistic efforts, and I quote, Beijing is buying up media outlets and training scores of foreign journalists to tell China's story well as part of a worldwide propaganda campaign of astonishing scope and ambition. Over the past decade or so, China has rolled out a more sophisticated and assertive strategy, which is increasingly aimed at international audiences. China is trying to reshape the global information environment with massive infusions of money, funding paid-for advertorials, sponsored journalistic coverage, and heavily massaged positive messages from boosters. While within China, the press is increasingly tightly controlled, abroad Beijing has sought to exploit the vulnerabilities of the free press to its advantage. End quote. Mosher concludes with this dire plea, and I quote, I would like the United States and the world to recognize that what we're dealing with is the Third Reich of the 21st century, that all the crimes that the Nazis committed are being committed in China today against innocence. The Chinese people are the first and foremost victims of the Chinese Communist Party, but now the world has been victimized. There must be consequences. China must be forced to pay the butcher's bill, and hopefully, if we support Taiwan, if we contain China with the help of our allies, if we redirect our supply chains away from China to Southeast Asia, India, even back to the United States, China will die a kind of death by a thousand cuts, the Communist Party will be overthrown, and the world will be a much safer place, end quote. Take that in. America's elitist, progressive, self-appointed virtue enforcers in Hollywood, the NBA, the press, and corporate America pal around with the Third Reich of the 21st century and then scold conservatives for opposing feticide, genital mutilation of minors, and open borders. Let's hope COVID-19 awakens more Americans to the risks posed by the unfettered love of money and by both forms of harmonization, Chinese communist and American progressive, before it's too late.